Welcome back to another episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a wonderful day as always. To be back, Manitoba. I took a bit of a break from the Manitoba Freethinker podcast. Uh, my work schedule had me up north working long days. And uh, while I was up there, I had just had a brutal internet connection. And then when I got back, you know, I just played around with the uh, video aspect, doing it on Facebook and YouTube. And uh, not 100% sure if I'm going to keep going with that you know, that continue the video aspect or not. It does take up a lot of time and I am still working full time, but it is good to be back on the audio version of the podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, go like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff that helps out the show, especially sharing. That is the best. But before I start Manitoba, quick question. Do you still believe our government officials when they come out and make an official statement? Or like when they come out with a news release and they promise this or that or they they make these outlandish claims. Because personally, I could tell you that ship has sailed a long time ago for me. And I'm talking across all parties. I, I just don't believe anything these politicians say anymore. That's liberal, NDP, PC. They all consistently lie with no other goal than just to get reelected. That's our first goal. And then second, just to make the other team, the other side, the other party look bad. It's just like team sports. Maybe I'm just jaded, but most of these politicians here in Manitoba, they make me sick. You know, I used to call myself a conservative, but I don't know more. Um, at least not on the provincial level. Like they sold us out two years ago. And that was led by another other than uh, Brian Pallister, and it was continued on with Heather Stephenson. But either way, Manitoba, I want to know your opinion. Like, what, how do you guys feel when they, like our mayor or our premier or our counselor, anyone, when they come out and make a claim? Do you still believe them? Do you believe they mean to do right or they're going to try to do it? Or do you really think... Like, what I believe, that they're literally just saying ear candy. They're just saying what you want to hear, and they have no intention on doing anything. Half the stuff they say. But like I said, that was a long rant for nothing. Either way, Manitoba, let me know how you guys feel in the comments below. All right, Manitoba. As I take a look at the headlines from the last uh, couple days or so, there's nothing more... I don't know if I want to say frustrating or disappointing than to read the news to find out that our government-run institutions are falling apart because of decisions made by these same government officials. I mean, it's mind-blowing. For the last two years, Manitobans were promised, time again, week in, week out, we were promised solutions to our health care, the health care crisis. It was literally on the TV every single day. 
and I know the problem here in the province of Manitoba has been uh, here for a lot, a lot longer than two years. Basically, my whole life, uh, I can I can recall wait times, sleeping in hallways, and the e- ERs closing, all that stuff going on for years, for, for decades. But specifically in the last two years, because of COVID, it was in every press release, on every mainstream media uh, channel, every fucking newspaper article. Our politicians, our elected politicians, were promising that uh, we are going to get solutions to uh, the problems our healthcare is experiencing, and just like they were before, they're blaming COVID. And I would say it's partly because of COVID, but mainly is because of the reaction, or I should say overreaction from our government. Every single news conference, like from Pallister to Gordon to Stephenson, they all promised to end this nursing shortage and the doctor shortage. You know what I mean? They were going as far as making these outlandish claims during wave two, claiming that if there was any more waves in Manitoba, we would be able to handle it. And then every wave after that, they just kept moving the goalposts. And here we are, Manitoba. COVID, for the most part, is over, I think. I mean, I don't even hear about that anymore. And it's only over until, quote-unquote, flu season, call it what you will. And right now, we are in crisis mode in our healthcare system. Still, like, we're still there. We're on the brink. So just wait until fall when COVID picks back up or even the flu season picks back up, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Like buckle up, Manitoba. Our mainstream media is going to scare our politicians into shutting down again. Like They're going to scare the general public and the general public is going to scare the, uh, the politicians because they just want to be reelected. So they are like spineless worms. They'll just do whatever, whoever's the loudest. But they're going to blame COVID. Meanwhile, our healthcare system is consistently on the brink. COVID or not, it's an ongoing problem. It has been pretty much my whole life. But that brings me to the first story from CBC News. Paramedics were asked on weekend to help desperate ER staff at Manitoba's largest hospital. Let that sink in for a little bit. They'll be called on again, Health Science Center CEO says, uh, but union says not so fast. Staff shortages at Manitoba's busiest hospital have forced management to seek help from paramedics, and management says they'll be tapping into that resource in the future. This weekend marked the first time that paramedics were asked to support emergency department staff at Winnipeg's Health Science Center, uh, said its chief operating officer, Dr. Sean Young. Uh, quote, they're an excellent resource to be able to help with staff and support the emergency work, working in triage, working in resurrection, oh, sorry, resuscitation, (laughs) resurrection, working in resuscitation. Uh, they have the skill set and the tools to be able to provide that service exceptionally well. Even prior to the uh, pandemic becoming what it did, we were looking at the partnership to be able to expand our capacity into the emergency department so we weren't so heavily dependent on just a nursing resource. A shared spokesperson said in an email on Monday that no paramedics were available to work in the department over the weekend, but the practice has been used at a number of Manitoba sites over the past number of years. Okay, so that's reassuring. Like, this is an ongoing thing that we... Like I said, our nurse and doctor shortage is not new. This is an ongoing thing. And, I mean... 
I've brought to you uh, article after article about how our paramedics are on the brink and they're working through their lunch and they're under understaffed and they're constantly short. And now they're going to be working in the ER departments. It, it's unreal. And then the politicians, yeah, they come off as if they're doing like they, they like to pat themselves on their back for unearned victories. But I'm going to continue. When working in emergency departments, paramedics typically help monitor patients and help with IV starts. They do not take direct patient care assignments, the spokesperson said. An internal email sent to some paramedics and obtained by CBC News alludes to a dire staffing situation at the Health Science Center. This Sunday email signed by officials from Shared Health requested paramedics sign up for a 12-hour night shift at the HSC. So, there you go. The, uh, the Manitoba Association of Allied Healthcare Professionals, which represents paramedics in the province, says news that hospitals are asking paramedics for help is troubling. Uh, but this is not new news, so I mean, it shouldn't be too troubling to the union. Um, the union that represents Manitoba nurses agrees that it's troubling, saying paramedics play an important role in the community but aren't meant to stand in for nurses. Um, and paramedics aren't a long-term solution to understaffed emergency department, Jackson says, accusing the government of trying to save face. I would agree. But just so you know, Manitoba, this is not local to just Winnipeg. This is a problem province-wide. And you know what? It, it could be argued that it's even worse outside the city. From CTV News, we have a headline, quote, not sustainable. Doctors Manitoba concerned about rural and northern Manitoba healthcare system. And from the CBC. At the breaking point, doctors call staff shortages in rural northern Manitoba a crisis. So we got paramedics working in our ER departments in our cities and in our biggest hospitals and in rural and northern Manitoba one-third of the province's rural and northern ERs anticipated are anticipated to be open 24-7 through the summer. So two-thirds will not be open 24-7. Our emergency departments. Let that sink in. They say, Doctors Manitoba has serious concerns about the stability of healthcare in rural and northern Manitoba this summer, saying more hospitals than ever could have ER closures or reduced operating hours. Um, quote, I've been at this for a long time, a uh, long time, and I've never, ever uh, been this concerned as I am now about the stability of our hospitals and our emergency rooms to provide care to our patients, said Dr. Cram, a rural physician for 36 years in Suris, uh, he told reporters on Friday during a news conference. Chronic physician shortages in rural areas are not a new problem. I've been saying that. Cram said, but in his three decades, he has never seen so many ERs closed or only par open part-time. Just so you guys know, Manitoba has 68 hospitals and healthcare centers in rural and northern communities, but only 27, which is 40%, of the emergency rooms are anticipated to be open 24-7. Meanwhile, 23 ERs, which is 34%, are anticipated to operate part-time, with reduced hours or temporary suspensions, and 18 ERs, which is 
have been closed for more than a year and are not expected to reopen at all this summer. To uh, support and guide Manitoba seeking care this summer in those regions, Doctors Manitoba has launched a website called Rural Care, R-U-R-A-L, Care, with information about rural and northern ERs. So it, it says it was designed to help people understand how to access rural care, including how to plan ahead and what to do in an emergency. So just let that sink in. I mean, if most of you guys have kids, I'm sure. And if you're anywhere outside the city, like, I mean, where do our tax dollars go to? It's just mind-blowing. This site was created with advice from the team of rural and northern physicians, said Doctors Manitoba, which plans to update the resources weekly over the summer. So, yeah, if you guys live out of town, I definitely recommend checking that out. Rural care. Um... Asked at what point the healthcare system will pass its breaking point, Bradshaw said doctors Manitoba has been too busy with patchwork and putting out fires to determine that. The province needs to step up with a comprehensive recruitment and retention plan to mitigate the tenuous state of emergency services and medical care in rural and northern Manitoba. Um... The shortages are hard on doctors and nurses not only because of the workload but because they are... They work in a small community, which means they are extremely close to patients and their families. So basically, the article goes on basically saying, um, I mean, it gets to the point where one doctor leaves and it causes that hospital to close down for two days, two days a week. So Sewers is going to lose one of its doctors to relocation, which causes the ER to close two days each week. That's how short-staffed we are. I mean, and, and and like I said, every single news conference, they would go on and on about how they promised solutions. I want to remind you that this is also after our elected officials decided to fire doctors and nurses who decided that they weren't going to get an experimental procedure done. And... Now, after all studies, I believe, show how ineffective that these um, vaccines are. What was it, like 12 to 18% effective or something like that? And with Omicron being the dominant strain, not being that severe, especially to healthy and to the young, our immune system is far better at fighting off and beating COVID. And like back in the day, two years ago, in real time, like we, I mean, after a month or so, we all knew this was the case. But they get, just kept adding boosters. And at every, every level, they kept saying, you won't need any more. This is it. This is it. I mean, it's just unbelievable how quick us as voters, how quick we forget how useless our politicians actually are when it comes time to vote. Just because they're on our team. Like, I mean, they, they, I mean, honestly, like, I pay attention to the news, and there's so much shit that they said that I know I forgot as well. It's basically everything they say is a lie. That's my whole point to this show. Every single fucking thing they say is a lie. Even when we're in the middle of a crisis, uh, even when we're in the middle of a crisis, they seem to pat themselves on the back, trying to imply that they have everything under control. 
ERs are shutting down left and right. But you know what? They come out with an announcement, for example, that they're investing in adult epilepsy surgery program, $2.5 million, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. That is a good thing. But this is the outlook from our government. Like I said, they just pat themselves on the back. They're just, their head is in the sand to what's really going on. From the news release, quote, Our government is committed to strengthening health care by providing better care and improved access to specialist services, said Gordon, who is our health minister, just so you know. Investing in a comprehensive adult epilepsy program can provide monitoring and life-changing surgical in- intervention for patients and will allow Manitobans to get the care they need here at home. To get the care we need here at home. That's a joke. Another quote, Manitoba is committed to building a robust neurology section that is capable of delivering leading-edge services to patients who require their care, said Gordon. Investing in a comprehensive epilepsy program will provide further support for ongoing recruitment and retention efforts, which will strengthen neurology services and improve access to care for patients. So it sounds good. It sounds like ear candy. It's saying all the things that we want to hear. $2.5 million invested in this program. But they want to just distract you with this little tiny positive and take your focus away from the immediate crisis. But even with their, so their little victory they're trying to distract us with, the topping on the cake is really just, it demonstrates how incompetent they are with our money, is the last statement in the news release. It literally says, word for word, the adult epilepsy surgery program is expected to commence next spring pending the successful recruitment of a neurosurgeon, the minister added. So that's a pretty big if for Manitoba given our current circumstances. Like, our government seems to think that, like, money doctors also just grow on trees. Like, do they not realize that we have a doctor shortage, a nursing shortage? Our ERs, according to Doctors Manitoba, are on the brink. We're now calling in paramedics to help out. And just here's more money. Here's more money the government is going to throw at the problem. That they created. You know. So uh, just so you know. It, it, like I said earlier. It's not that I'm not in favor of spending more money on our healthcare, healthcare system. I do like it. I just don't like spending money two years later. On problems that our own government unnecessarily created. Which is exactly. Brings me to my next article. From CTV News, Manitoba looks to recruit five clinical psychologists. The province is looking to hire five more clinical psychologists and is spending more than 800000 to make it happen. On Monday, Mental Health and Community Wellness Minister Sarah Gillimond announced the goal of hiring more psychologists will be to reduce wait times for children and adults. Quote, We know that stress related to the pandemic has increased mental health issues across Manitoba and Canada. This has created added pressures on an already taxed mental health care system. End quote. The minister said that the province is putting $853,000 towards the recruitment and hiring of five clinical uh, psychology positions. 
Two will work with children and adolescent services, two in adult services, and one in adult forensic services with the justice system. Joanne Unger, president of the Manitoba Psychology Psychological Society, said with so few psychologists in the public funded in a publicly funded system, many clinical teams have little to no access to psychologists. So I mean it goes on, but do you like we're hiring five more psychologists? Maybe our government shouldn't have locked down society for the past two years, closing schools, closing churches, closing down businesses, stopping people from being able to earn a living, going as far as stopping people from going to visit their mom and dad at at other people's houses, not letting you see dying family members, missing out on births, graduations, everyone wearing masks, you know, kids can't even pick up on social cues, no one's smiling. The government and the mainstream media spent the last two years non-stop telling perfectly healthy people and kids, healthy kids and healthy adults, that they were going to die or their loved ones were going to die. Like, what did you expect was going to happen with our the emotional state of people? The emotional state of our our public? Like I said, this is why I say it's government-created problems. There's a reason why suicide has spiked over the last two years. Drug overdose has spiked over the last two years. These are all decisions made by our elected officials. They did not have to happen. Oh, it's just so frustrating to, um, that, like, that we're so stuck on, on team politics because, I mean, I've been guilty of it in the past. We don't hold our own team accountable. And I really hope that starts to change. That's why in my earlier podcast, I was pumping up, like, um, the Keystone Party so much here. That's a new party coming to Manitoba. Because I'm so tired with anyone that's been a career politician. We definitely need new blood, just down-to-earth, regular people. From the Winnipeg Sun, Winnipeg to hit $1 billion milestone for street repairs under Bowman. $1 billion. Quote, after decades of neglect of our city roads, we're finally starting to repair and fix the robust network of roads that we have throughout our city, the Oakland mayor said. Fixing Winnipeg's roads has been a priority during my time in office, and next year we'll reach over $1 billion in investments in road repairs since 2014. Fixing the road, like, I mean, the, he's, Mayor Bowman is claiming that that has been a priority. Every time I read Bowman, I'm just happy. It just makes me smile that he is out come October. I mean, I have to celebrate the small victories when it comes to politics or else I'll go insane. But he claims that that was his priority. I mean, anyone with a car that's driven down a road will know that that, there's no way that that has been a Winnipeg priority. 
I mean, but he's got nothing left to lose. This guy, like I said, man, Bowman, he's just woke. He just says whatever he thinks people want to hear. It, he, he's got no spine, this guy. It's like one billion in street repairs. What do we got for our money? And he, and he's just been the mayor since 2014. Are you kidding me? Taxes always seem to go up, but we continually get less and less value for our money spent. Every time money touches our government hands. I mean, it, it, it's tough. Speaking of Bowman being out come this October, though, thank God for that. Like I said, small victories. There are 11, as of right now, 11 candidates vying for the mayor position for the city of Winnipeg. So I will be going over the candidates more closely in later shows. And who knows, maybe I'll get some of them on the show and see what they have to say. Um, I understand local politics might not be as interesting as it is on the federal level. But COVID definitely made it clear. It is very important to elect the right people on the local level. Because on a day-to-day, you might feel like they don't play that much of an important role in your life. But man, when shit hits the fan, it shows how much power they really have. And it's scary because it seems like most of our elected officials here want to be right instead of just do right. And that's a problem. Like I said, from day one, they're just in it to get reelected. But just so you guys know, the 11 candidates so far, Idis, uh, I'm going to butcher these names, by the way. Idis Adakulam, um, and she's a biosystems engineer. Former Winnipeg Mayor Glenn Murray. Former Manitoba Liberal Leader Rana Bokari. Grocery worker Chris Clacchio. Former MP Robert Falcon Ulet. Wilderness Supply Owner Rick Schoen, Security Business Owner Don Woodstock, Business Consultant Jenny Motkaluk, and Desmond Thomas. It doesn't give a job title for Desmond Thomas. Small Business Owner and Entrepreneur Sean Looney, and City Councilor Scott Gillingham. So there you go, Manitoba, 11, or Winnipeg more importantly, but 11 candidates so far. I'm going for Mayor Bowman's spot. But all right, Manitoba, that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in to another show. I know there was a bit of a gap, bit of a break, but I'm stoked to be back. Hope you guys uh, join me for the ride. Like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff that helps out the show. Manitoba Freethinker Podcast on Facebook and YouTube. MB Freethinker on Twitter and TikTok. Um, mbfreethinker.wordpress.com is my website where you can find the links to all my audio podcasts. And last but not least, download Podbean to uh, listen to the podcast on there. Because in the future, I'll probably be doing live shows audio only. And that's where I'll be on this podcast. So, plus it's a good uh, podcast platform. So, yeah. But either way, Manitoba, thank you so much for tuning in. And I love you guys. I'll see you in the next show. Bye.